Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. I love our introduction when it talks about across the world or across the street, because today we're talking to someone whose ministry is on the other side of the world, but they're here in Tupelo, Mississippi, where our headquarters is today, and we're able to interview them. And it's the Singh family, Helen and Maurice. Welcome to Exploring Missions. Oh, thank, thank you. you. It is so good to have you. And Hannah, uh, Maurice's sister, Helen's daughter, is sitting over smiling at us. And she said, <laughs> let her mom and her brother do the talking. And uh, so it's good to have you guys with us. Nathan, I can remember the first time I met this family. And uh, it really blessed my life, and I can honestly say has changed my life. And it is a blessing to know families like this, isn't it? It really is. I was just thinking just uh, as we were listening to the introduction of how uh, God uses uh, faithful families uh, in the mission field. And uh, this is uh, no better example of a faithful family uh, sharing the good news of Jesus, being his hands and feet. And uh, I think we'll be blessed by just uh, hearing their story today. I know you will. And uh, again, I I get a little bit emotional because they have blessed mine and Jan's life over and over again. And recently, I just want to share this. Uh, My wife and I, we had to deal with the COVID virus and uh, we had to cancel an interview that we were going to do. And we let Helen know and she and Maurice and Hannah let the people in India know. And so people from around the world was praying for uh, my wife and I while we were going through the virus. And if you hear the emotion in my voice, it is because that is just humbling beyond measure. So thank you guys. Okay. I got that over with. So I, <laughs> maybe I'll hold my voice. Look unto Jesus. That's the name of the ministry. Tell us a little bit about looking unto Jesus. Look Unto Jesus ministry started in 1976, and it started under a tree in a simple way. And I was a teacher, and I got a call from God. I had the vision to go to the street children and talking about them to Jesus Christ. When I had that burden and I went to the street page children, those who are begging for their food, they were hungry and they were not caring by anybody. So I went to the street children and shared the gospel. It started the simple way under a tree. We had a school for these children. And 1976, Dr. Mary Futrell came to India and she joined with me to start this mission. And she and me started a mission called Under a Tree, Looking Unto Jesus Ministry. 
And that's how it is a simple way we started for the children on the street, those who are begging for their food. Now this is 45 years and God is really using us. And now, right now, we have um, street children, 65 children and church planting and pastors meeting and meeting the Hindu people and youth and non-Christians. We are meeting many, many people in the love of Jesus Christ. Go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, that's uh, just incredible how... Um you know, even before I was born, uh, God was working to uh, to start this work uh, under a tree. And uh, is uh, just kind of where you're located, uh, where your ministry is kind of focused. Um, how common is it uh, for people growing up there to to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it is it common for people to hear the gospel, or do most people never have the opportunity to hear the gospel? Uh, it varies uh, um, based on the geographical location. Um, in the urban areas, there's quite a few churches that have been planted, uh, especially during the time of uh, the British colonization. But over 75% of the Indian population live in uh, rural areas, and uh, a lot of them have not even heard the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, it is estimated that over 2,200 people groups in India have never heard the name of Christ. Say, that, say that number again. How many people groups? Over 2,200 people groups have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. And that is primarily one of our mission of what we focus on because a lot of ministries seem to reach out to places where um, the gospel has already been, but uh, God has given us a burden to take the gospel to these people groups that have never heard the name of Christ before. And when you were talking about the country, the country we're talking about is India. What area in India are you guys? Where are you? Uh, we are in the south central part of India uh, in a city called Bangalore, and uh, that's where uh, we're headquartered. But uh, our primary work is in the rural areas around Bangalore and other states uh, around us. Now, um, there are many um, people, maybe even listening to this, uh, to this program right now, who possibly work in uh, different uh, well, work fields in, in American cities and, and places. Um, maybe uh, it's, it's probably common to run across uh, an Indian person from the Bangalore area, uh, maybe working in, uh, in IT or, mm -hmm. or other kind of fields. Um, is there a predominant people group in, in Bangalore or the surrounding area? Um, Bangalore is known <clears throat> as the Silicon Valley of Asia, so uh, there's predominantly people working in IT that live in Bangalore, and so uh, that the majority of the people that you would meet would probably be from that uh, occupation. But in terms of people groups, uh, it is... It is a mixture. There are people from all over India that come to the Bangalore area just because okay. of the IT uh, job opportunities. The ministry is looking to Jesus, and 
bring it back to the word of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, talks about running with endurance the race that God has set before us. But while we're running, what do we do? We look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That is something. Helen, tell us about how, why the name, look unto Jesus. Why the name, look unto Jesus. I tell you, looking unto Jesus, the people of India, they are idol worshippers. They don't like to call the Jesus name, and they don't know anything about Jesus. And when we say Jesus, our government will not give you any chance or any opportunities for the Christians. But we thought, whatever the situation is, we are going to call, looking unto Jesus, the street children, abandoned people, those who are poor, hungry, and these kind of people, if we bring them to Christ, if they look unto Jesus, they will have the good future, they will have happiness, God will take care of everything. Only when they are in any situation, if they call Jesus, God is there for everybody. And we thought boldly, let us call Look unto Jesus. Let India look unto Jesus. Let Indian people look unto Jesus because there are so many problems going on. And in this situation, let us pronounce looking unto Jesus for anything the people, anybody wanted. Jesus was ready to give his hand and he wanted to be with them. So we said, look unto Jesus. India and all over the world look unto Jesus so anything will be solved because he is the creator and he's the one called us to go and preach the gospel all the nations amen amen um what a prayer to pray for uh, the people of India uh, the people of the United States the people all over the world that they would look unto Jesus and, and that we would do the same you know even in our own lives um it, that would be a, just a wonderful prayer to wake up in the morning and just pray, Lord, uh, let me look unto you. And, um, you know, as, as you guys do this and minister in Jesus name, um, you mentioned already, uh, you know, the poverty that's around you and uh, even working with, uh, street children. So what are specifically, what are some of the greatest physical needs that you see on the ground there? The physical need is they are hungry. We need to feed them first. After feeding them, we can talk about Jesus Christ to them. And we need to bring more children to our children's home. The need is big. We are taking the children, those who are on the street, and the parents, those who are catching snake for um, to sell that to the government to get money for 50 cents. And that is their livelihood. And because of snake bite, many parents died. And these children, four, five children in one family, they are left alone. And they came to street to their food. And we want to bring such children 
to come and stay with us and i i i say this is 45 years more than 3 to 5000 children were benefited through this look unto jesus ministries wow. and most of the children we come we bring them and educate them and talk about jesus christ to them and we send them to bible school but we need more sponsors to bring these kind of children we wanted the you know the funds to uh, raise these children and give clothes food and medical help and their future if they completed their education we wanted to send them to the training centers and to college and they are very much intelligent children or with us like singers and for song composers and story writers and good players we have it was hiding inside them and since they were very poor condition they were on the street nobody was identified them and when they come to us we identify their blessings and gifts what god has given and according to them we want to bring them so we wanted to bring more children from the street and give them the love of jesus christ amen, amen. if i may just add a little bit to that it is estimated that there are over 1 million children on the streets in our city alone in your not the nation no just city. our city alone uh there are over 1 million children um one of the things that has happened over the last few decades is it's just not poverty that is uh hurting these children uh one of the evils that has been growing rapidly is trafficking uh a lot of these children get sold because of poverty uh and one of um uh, one of the industries that is growing rapidly taking advantage of this poverty and the circumstance is also uh the sex tourism that takes place And so uh the children that we're rescuing it's just not desperate poverty a lot of them are at risk uh, of being sold and uh, over the last 10 years or so um the majority of the children that we have been rescuing uh are children that were either sold or were in uh, on the verge of being sold uh, by their own parents in many circumstances You are looking for sponsors. People may not can listen to the very end of the program. And there's God's touched the heart of some people that man we need to be involved in helping Maurice and Helen and Hannah just stand for Christ. How can a person if they wanted to get in touch with you, find out more about the ministry and even help sponsor that ministry? Where would What would be the best way to do that, Maurice? Um we are partnered with an organization in the United States called Global Outreach International and uh in fact my mom was the first missionary of Global Outreach 45 years ago. And so if people are interested uh, they could go um online to globaloutreach.org and uh go to that website and uh you will be able to find information about us and you will also have information there about how, how you can support uh the ministry. Uh we also have a Facebook page if you look 
uh, look into Jesus Ministries India, but the information on there is very limited uh, due to security reasons. So um, you could go to the Global Outreach website and uh, you can use the contact uh, information there and uh, they will guide you uh, what you need to do and they will also help if you need to get in touch with us directly. Nathan, I had no idea that Helen and Sunday were the first missionaries that Global Outreach supported. I had no idea. Uh, Global Outreach is real close to here in Tupelo, Mississippi, and they have housing there. They have so many things. Global Outreach is a great ministry. So, Nathan, that's 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 kind of exciting yeah. here, isn't it? It really is. And, um, you know, to know that God has been at work uh, through many different people, um, you know, Myself, you're, you, uh, those that are listening, uh, having the opportunity to connect with real live people who, you know, go through life just like we do, maybe just in a different part of the world with some different uh, circumstances, um, but who are faithful uh, workers in, in God's harvest field, uh, connecting with people like the Singh family um, is, a, is a great privilege. Um, and what an even greater privilege to be able to join with them and partner with them. And so I'd encourage our listeners to pray about that and, and look, look more uh, how they might go about doing that. Um, I do want to ask a question though. And, um, my, uh, I have been tracking some of our listeners I know have been tracking over the last few years, um, how things in India have gotten more and more difficult, uh, from not just a, uh, local, uh, perspective, but also a governmental perspective. Um, are there some things that you can share maybe that you've had to go through throughout the years? Um, maybe it's even getting worse. I don't know. Can you share some of your hardships that you've uh, encountered as you seek to follow the Lord Jesus? Sure. Uh, the government that we have right now is they claim to be a radical Hindu political party. And, uh, uh, to narrow down what they believe is they believe India is a land for Hindus. Uh, and so everything should be focused on that. And um, uh, our government has been changing a lot of laws in the last uh, five to six years, uh, changing laws to make it very difficult for Christian ministries like ours to even survive. Uh, and, uh, in fact, about, uh, three weeks ago, they even made it even more difficult, uh, where they want to track down and, uh, even tell you how you should use the money that comes into the ministry. Uh, and, uh, as a means of that, one of the things they have done is they have taken away the freedom from us to ha- hold, uh, our own bank accounts, uh, wherever we please. Uh, we have to have an account where they direct us to do it. And that way they are able to monitor everything that comes in. And uh, they don't want you to use the money for religious purpose. And so they're trying to uh, bring more laws to choke us. And uh, the government has been harsh uh, on us over the years. 
uh, growing up, uh, I remember we've uh, dealt with various kinds of persecutions. There have been times when people have stoned our home and uh, for over a month and literally destroyed everything. And uh, they turned around and blamed us, saying that we had hired people to stone our own home. And uh, there have been attempts to poison our water system. There have been attempts to poison our foods. And uh, they had, and uh, growing up, me and my sister, there, there were even attempts to kidnap us and kill us just so that there would not be a continuation of a Christian generation. Um, so uh, it, we've faced persecution all our lives, but uh, it's getting more intense and the government is trying to close the doors. Uh, just last year alone, our accountant was saying that our government has closed on over 6,000 Christian ministries in India and uh, they are making it harder so that they can shut down many more. Now, that doesn't matter if you're India citizens or missionaries coming in from America. They're still putting the pressure on you? Absolutely. In fact, uh, you you probably remember uh, uh, Compassion International uh, is not in India anymore. They have sent them out of India. And another organization they're trying to focus on is uh, ministries like uh, World Vision. They're trying to send them out of India as well. Uh, one of the things that the government has done is it, they say as long as you do charity work, you're fine. But if you're going to mix the gospel, if you're going to share Christ about it, that is wrong. And the way they use that to justify is terrorism. They say a lot of the radical uh, groups, the Muslim groups, are bringing in money from other countries for uh, religious reasons. And as a matter of fact, we have terrorism. And so they're trying to use that as a universal formula and target Christians saying, you can do charity work, but if you mention Christ or if you share the gospel... Uh, they'll take your license away. Uh, we also have an anti-conversion law in place where um, in many states, not all states, but majority of the states, uh, if you share the gospel and the government catches you, uh, you could get up to two years of prison and be fined over $5,000. You know, in, um, in places outside of the West, um, like India, uh, different places, places in Asia where uh, Western missionaries come in, whether from the United States or Europe or wherever, um, uh, many times those missionaries are easily identifiable uh, and where there's governmental persecution, um, like, like has been happening lately in India, uh, these people have been uh, sent home, not allowed to come back into the country and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, would you say in your experience, is it, do you think it's more fruitful for native uh, mission workers, native workers to, uh, to share the gospel, to, uh, to plant churches than it would be for uh, non-natives to come in? Um, uh, that is a tough question uh, because I think God can use anybody uh, he chooses to no matter where they are from. In fact, my family came to Christ through an American missionary. Mm. And, uh, and I've today, got to interrupt a minute. <clears throat> Is that why it's Maurice, Helen, and Hannah? 
Christian missionaries? Is that the... Is right, yes. That's how we came okay. to Christ. And, and so you, you were honored to have a, quote, an English name? Right, right. Wow. Right. Okay, yes. I interrupted, Maurice. <laughs> you, I, I was going to ask that, and I thought, I just need to go ahead and do it now. Go ahead. And so uh, I believe God can use, I've, I've seen God use Americans and people from other countries that have come to India. Uh, I've seen God use them in incredible ways, and I think he will continue to do that. Where I, I will go on to say with natives, there are certain advantages, uh, things like language and cultural issues. Uh, maybe uh, we understand it because we are already part of it, while it might take somebody else that comes from a different country, it might take them a while to get acclimated to everything. Uh, Because India has just, for example, we have over 300 languages. And so uh, every person knows uh, at least four or five languages, which is uh, prevalent in the region. So I think they, those things might be a few advantages, but I strongly believe that uh, uh, God can use anybody from anywhere. Amen. I, I want to go back over this. <clears throat> they can contact you at Global Outreach. Yes. And it's the... The dot, website is globaloutreach.org. Dot org. If you're listening, you say, oh, you have a heart for children... Look unto ministry. Look unto Jesus is a ministry that's feeding children, bringing children to the about Jesus, educating them. If you're looking for a ministry that is helped train, plant and train pastors to do an effective job, look unto Jesus. If you're looking for a ministry that is involved in helping to get children out of sex trafficking, you can look unto Jesus Ministries. When I wrote all those down, Helen. And I saw all those that you're doing. It's changing lives. And those lives have been changed over 45 years. And and you're still still going. Still going, yes. It is still going. It will go till God comes. And and these ministries tell the people who are listening on the radio about be about two minutes why God has let you be involved in a ministry like this that would change these lives? This is, I have seen the people in India. They were uh, worshiping not the true God. And when they don't worship the God, the true God, their life is not good. They are not honest. And they're... They don't. They didn't feel any happiness in their life, and when I see these kind of people, they are searching and going to the temples and going and worshiping different gods to get their peace and happiness. And I decided, look unto Jesus' ministry. I can tell them, look to Jesus, come to Jesus. And any kind of situation in your life, you come here. And he is the healer and comforter. And he will give you the peace and happiness in your life. And he is having eternal life for every one of us. Come to Jesus and get that 
get that heavenly place and it is it is priceless and he's waiting for us there yeah. and come to jesus and come to jesus and i want to call them boldly because they say don't talk about jesus i am telling i am going to talk about jesus because this is the truth and he is the true god amen helen thank you maurice thank you nathan thank, thank you. you thank you guys we love you and they can go to globaloutreach.org and you can find out look under jesus ministries